Hey and welcome to this episode of Girls No Filter. I'm here today with my gorgeous girlies, Kelly. Hi. And Gabby. Hey. We've actually got a fourth member of the panel this evening. Yay. Panel, is that what we're called? <laughs> and it is our gorgeous baby, Ottilie. She's back again. She is. She's back with us in the studio tonight because we are here. And Kelly, of course, is a working mother at the minute. So she's here with us and she's looking gorgeous. So this week, we're absolutely delighted to have a very good friend of ours and a really amazing entrepreneurial. He's a trick of all trades. He's competitive. He's on television. He's doing podcasts. He's just fantastic in his own right. The amazing Jamie Lang. Woo, woo, woo. Hey. <laughs> wow, was that really camp? Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Have you have you tried your breast milk? Have you tried your breast milk? Yes. Yeah, you have? Yeah, it is sweet. Like, oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. How do you even fucking get there before me? I yeah. didn't even ask you that. Yeah, have you tried your yeah I got Warren to try it too. Can I can I can I can I ask you a really try it? Can I try it? Oh, yeah, can, anyone, can I ask you a really <laughs> personal question? Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Do you do you do you Do you offer it rounds at dinner parties? Yeah. No. Is it Is it a delicacy? Two questions. Is it do you go from boob to mouth like a goat type thing? Like, a, like an, <laughs> No. Or do you put it into a pot and then try it? Like a um, shot? So I can't go from big to mouth because I'd really struggle to get the angle right. Did your partner? Um, no, he didn't. But <laughs> now that you've mentioned that, he might listen to this and be like, okay, we, that's something we need to try. Maybe on a Friday night, we'll go boob to mouth. Oh, that's the first thing, to be fair, I would say to my partner. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, he, oh, he, he tried to get I, on that. Get I on that. I George wouldn't try if his life depended <laughs> yeah, on it. Oh, fair, no, Warren just, like, put it on his hand. So he just had, like, a dribble going down and then was like... Oh, like this. like being sexy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like what? a cat. What? He was, he, so he found some of your breast milk and went, hey, what's this? This is the preamble now <laughs> when you've had a child. This is the foreplay. This is what we talk about, yeah. I, but you I, have I, to do that though, right? To te- check the temperature anyway. Well, no, because at the moment she's just drinking it straight from my boobs, so it's my boobs. Temperature, it's, my body it's not that being a bottle fed. Yeah, ignore me. Yeah, I'm sorry. My brain's right today. I dated this girl right who, who um, when I was younger, I had a real fascination with. Um, I, I just thought, you know, when you, you you have sex, right? You know, when you have sex. Yeah, um, we're no, really we don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. wouldn't be here without it. There's something called sex that you can have, and you could when you have sex, you can like or do oral sex. You can do other types of sex, and one of the what are the other sex, types? Okay, we've oh got oral. Can god, we get, there's loads. Can we categorize them okay. all. So you have oral sex, you have vaginal sex, and then you can also have anal sex. Oh my god! And I had this girlfriend oh. who's five who, minutes we've been in here, and we're on. <laughs> Sex. Yeah, but there was, I had this girlfriend who I said, oh, we should probably, I, I hear like all the kids are doing it, we should probably try it. And she said, well, if you want to try it, you have to put this up your butt first to see what it feels Good like. Good for her. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, so we never had anal sex. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, we're not. Oh, it was that moment. I was like, oh my God, it fits. <laughs> Breast milk feeding to anal, anal sex. sex. And uh, we haven't even asked how you are. How's your day? I've <laughs> not even got there yet. So, you guys don't need to intro me. It's no. fine. No, hell no. Hey, everyone. And it's everyone Jamie know, here. Everyone knows your voice, so we don't... Yeah, we like... Do you think I have a posh voice? Our questions. Well, you're yes, obviously posher than us three Essex girls, aren't you? See, I don't think I do. I think I have... I'm not that posh. I think I feel... No, you are, no, so you if really I'm doing are. an impression of you, you're not that posh. This is how you speak, like, compared to me. But you, do you think talk. we have an... Proper Essex accents. 
No. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Don't be kind. You know we do. Come on now. Also, we slip into like our proper Essex ways when we're together. Like, I, yeah, I get true. so much worse. Jamie. Obviously, um, you have your, your telephone voice. Then you have your family voice. We can all speak extremely well when we want to. We went to a very good school. This is Jess doing her extremely good No, 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 talking. that's not. I can I can speak in, impeccably if I have to. It's not an issue. Wait, hang on. I just want to hear this. So what's your we have your, your Okay, so hold on. So what's your telephone? So bring, bring. <clears throat> <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Hill speaking. <laughs> What was that? That was Mrs. Hill. Are you, d- are you doing like late night or something? <laughs> <laughs> that was like my oh, highest. Mrs. Hill. That's my highest. One eight hundred sexy. Yeah, I. I you, know those, you know those TV shows that you get where it's like it's like I don't know I heard about them, but they're like Babe Station where they like wave the phone at you. I, no, I don't. I've never heard about. Okay, them. well you should check them out. So it's like Babe Stations where the girl like shakes the phone and she goes like, "Oh, call me," and you can call them up and have like yeah. a naughty talk with them. Yeah, yeah. done it loads of times. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're bored. I remember I was about nineteen years old. I came home and. Um, I was, it was quite early in the morning. It was about 7 8 or 8 a.m. in the morning. And I was obviously feeling like a really naughty chat. I'd never done it before. So How old did you say? 19, I reckon. Oh, right, okay. So I phoned up this person and she was waving the phone at me. And I was like, oh, I got through it. So I was, and I went, hey. And she went, hey. And I went, what are you doing? She went, oh, just uh, hanging out. What are you doing? And I went, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to sit here. And she said, oh, I'm off shopping. And I went, Oh, well, that's not very sexy. She said, oh, sorry, this is the daytime number. You just call for a chat. And I went, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. How much has this cost yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, And then I orgasmed. <laughs> oh, my God. This is ridiculous. What the hell? <laughs> These are for people who are lonely, right, who just need a chat. And when you <laughs> yeah, say 19, you mean 29, so yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of days ago. <laughs> One thing I've been itching to ask Jamie yeah. is, have you ever been with an Essex girl? Uh, yeah, I think I would so. never go there. Yeah, no, I I find Essex girls really sexy. I find them really can, sexy. Can we not categorise us like we're a category? It's not Essex girls. It's not well, we've Pubble. already it's a fun category. We've no, but it's not see Also, Essex is a freaking huge place. It's one like of the Texas. biggest counties in the country. It's like, the biggest. Joke. And it's there are the lots biggest. of p- different people in it, but it's a fun categorisation. Don't need to get all PC about yeah. it. Jamie, is there a difference between Chelsea girls and Essex girls? I don't, do you know what? I don't I don't know. I think yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> what is it? Come I, on. Do you know what? I think Essex girls are a lot more confident in themselves. I think really? in this, Yeah, I think so. I think Essex girls are, are confident. Or maybe they just... No, that is stereotyping now. So I don't know, man. I know what you're saying, but I think I personally think the difference between Essex and Chelsea girls is Chelsea girls will maybe act more demure as as you speak to them compared to um, an Essex girl but then at the same time like I consider myself as a late. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What no, the I just, I just is, think there Essex is a girls difference. have more confidence. I think you have. I think Essex girls have a confidence in themselves, and maybe it's false confidence, or maybe it's real confidence. No, but they have that ability to stand out from the ground and stand up for themselves. Where a lot of Chelsea girls actually sort of don't stand up for themselves as much. Really? Yeah, mm. I think so. I think so. I don't know why. I keep saying though, like I've said it on a few previous podcasts, that I think that women are becoming more strong. Totally. I really feel that. Like, I think it's rubbing off the whole kind of, like, women empowering each other and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's social media and support from other girls and, and stuff oh, like that. Oh, definitely. I think, I think as, as a sex, we're becoming a lot stronger than what we used to yeah. be like. Yeah. Because we're giving a lot feminism more... Feminism and yeah. just mm. the awareness of it. But, and social yeah. media makes us more aware, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But also, I think that... Uh, did you guys go to a mixed school? Did you go to a mixed yeah. school? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you guys went to mixed school, so you were always around guys. So most of the girls that I know or knew growing up, they went to all girls' schools. So they were yeah, the all-boys school. Such a, much, yeah. such a difference. So you're not around boys and we were around girls. 
else. And what the guy humour is, is that we're quite, you know, we, we put other boys down. That's what we do. We, we get at them. You know, every single thing yeah. we do, we put them down. And so when we met girls, it was the same attitude. You would put them down because that's the kind of attitude you have. And what happens is that, cause, so girls, when we were growing up with, they would became a bit kind of like, oh, I can't say something, otherwise the boy's going to put me down. And actually, it's a terrible way yeah, to be. Because yeah. so they weren't but surrounded that, by guys because they were done at all but girls. But that's like my family. Yeah. Like we, we are such a male-dominated family and the men in my family are very, very strong. Like, so very funny opinionated. you say that, male-dominated. I don't think your family is. No, they are. And the, the men are like, they're wind-ups. They love to wind everything up. They're quite old-fashioned in their ways. Not sexist, very traditional. they're very traditional. And they're so quite alpha, us, those, aren't they? Very out, exactly. Yeah. So for us to have a voice, we had to... We had there you to, go. like, so actually now we're all like, really um, strong women because we've had to be. Like, I think the women of, do rule the roost in your family. Well, no, of course they do. But yeah. what I'm saying is they <laughs> kind of had to because yeah. if they'd sat back and let the men just dominate, yeah. we'd have been walked all over. Yeah. So, That's so you have to have that voice to speak out. Totally. That's what happens. Yeah. I grew up with two brothers. I had to play cricket in the garden for years because they didn't want to play Barbie. So I had to play that. Cricket, yeah. Barnet. <laughs> and had a football like rugby. We'll play cricket. I don't know. Back. We played every. Well, yeah. Football, <laughs> rugby, bizarre, cricket. Isn't it? Yeah, cricket. Do you have siblings, Jamie? I have eight brothers and sisters. Eight? Eight? Eight, yeah, eight brothers and sisters. But my dad's had yeah, a lot of wives. Yeah. My dad's had a lot of wives, so he's had how many wives has he had? I think he's he's beheaded three. <laughs> yeah. he, he's got, so he's got three, he had three wives. Uh, and so I've got... Goals. Yeah, loads. So I have two stepbrothers for my mum's new marriage. I have two half-sisters, uh, one real brother, one real sister, and one half-brother. He's young. Wow, so yeah. a lot of you. What happens at Christmas then? Where are you? So we go to this year with my dad, but then normally we go to my mum's, mm. and then my mum's... But big families is hectic. Oh, my God. We've been having Christmas a debate yeah. in the last week. Do you ever do two Christmas dinners? Never. No, no, that would you've be. You've always stupid. done two Christmas dinners, haven't you? Like you've often done two. Christmas yeah, I mean, dinners, yeah, like... it was always uh, Mum's Christmas Day and then my Dad's Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you... I mean, you've even driven and had another rounds of Christmas dinner. Oh yeah, you? I think yeah, once cool. you did that, didn't you? It was, it I your... did. I did Woodford Green for George's mum and dad to Windsor for my auntie. No, and then on to Devon that Devon. night. Yeah, yeah so you've so... done all three. Yeah, and, like, that's just exhausting. Yeah. It's not yeah. Christmas. But uh, in essence, you guys are so family oriented. Yeah, all about family. Yeah, not so much. Really. Yeah, we're not. I think because I went to boarding school at the age of eight years old. So I, I went to boarding say, school at eight yeah. years old. I think yeah. that's the difference as well, boarding, yeah. isn't it? Like it's eight years old. I wasn't allowed to call my parents for two weeks. I didn't oh. even know this is not nowhere to lie. So I got sent to boarding school, and I was eight years old. Eight is a baby, right? That's Child, so young. Yeah, Child, so young. And uh, my parents, because I was such like a, a bouncy ball over the place, I didn't really listen. Really? To them, yeah, you would never guess. <laughs> and my mum didn't explain the concept of boarding school. So when I arrived there, I was like. Okay, cool. This is fun. And at the end of the day, I went. Oh, where's my mum? He said, Oh, they, she's gone. And I went. What do you oh mean she's gone? My God, and then I, I was given a number. Up. Yeah. And I, I was like, like, This crying. is. Present. I don't know if I'm really emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because you got loads of milk. Yeah. <laughs> I've got all the milk. I've got all the milk. <laughs> it's gonna come. Uh, yeah, Jamie will drink it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to sexy lick it off tea? my arm. <laughs> but it's true. And so I kind of left home when I was eight years old, and that was it was kind of I, I just don't think boarding school's right for people. I've never kind of agreed with it. My partner, he he boarded as well. And I'm like, what? Well, did you not cry every night? And he was like, yeah, at the beginning. And My half-sister like, oh. boarded, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, do you? So where do you get like your insatiable energy from, Jamie? Have you always been like this since you were a kid? Yeah, I think I've always... I basically, I, so I think it's always been that way. My brother's super smart, right? So he went to Oxford. He's like an analyst in the city. He's like the cleverest person I know. And when I was growing up, you know, my dad was all about you have to get good results. And I, I hated school. I hated mm. being trapped. I hated all that thing. All I want to do is chase girls and play sport. That's all I want to do. <laughs> um, nothing's and, changed then. Yeah, nothing's changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I always... So I had to kind of find my place to kind of just 
be something. And so I was always this loud, energetic person. And I think that I was just, I was a fucking nightmare as a kid. God, I used to steal everything. <laughs> I my brother, name. very similar to my brother. Really? Like, yeah, it's weird. Like, Why would constantly I... into, getting into trouble. Always. Always expelled, like, nearly all the time. You're just an excitable boy. <laughs> You've got just some great things. stories we, we, to tell, though, don't you think? Like, that just makes for so we've done like better a few, life stories. We've weirdly done a few jobs where we've collaborated, haven't we? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we've always crossed paths, whether it be... so. I can't even remember all of them, but the one the one we did was a tennis thing. But oh my god, do you remember that? Always trying to compete. So like he's like, <laughs> but who's gonna win? And I'm like, I'm I'm not here to win, I'm just here to look good and you know, like get paid and leave. And he's like, No, 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 we were having a competition. And every time that's what it turns into. Yes, that's and, just who you are. Yes, and I turned up at Westfield and we started playing oh tennis god. in the middle of Westfield. Like, what the hell is with, going on? With like a guy that was apparently an amazing tennis player, but he's insane at tennis. So I turned up and I'm like, I'm all right, yeah, I'm he all right. He had his proper whites on and totally like Tennis with each other, that's what we do. Yeah, like, and then we had a te- tennis job previously together. Like Jamie didn't even remember that until now. He's now like, oh, yeah. Well, no, he did, that. he did. He told me I look good in tennis whites. You I look mean. great. <laughs> do you want to hear a funny story? I'm holding on to that. <laughs> this, is, this is no word of lie. Do you want to hear a funny story? I swear to God. So I played just tennis, right, and my buddies came, and well, one of my buddies, and we then went to South Africa after that for a wedding. We went to South Africa for 10 days. Oh, my God, yes. This is true. And anyway, I was, in, this is, I was in South Africa, and I met this girl in a bar, and I was like we started kissing and I and we decided we went home together right and I was very drunk and I was in the car I was in the Uber like where are we going no idea I was so drunk the messages started popping up on my phone and I was like why are these messages popping up on my phone I was like, what and this girl was saying, said why are you texting a girl when I'm with you and I said I'm not texting a girl I don't know what this is and my buddies had got hold of my phone at, in the villa that we were staying because I had this time, I have two phones and they were messaging Jess oh, no. they were messaging Jess saying you look great in tennis white <laughs> no all these kind of things I uh, thought it was you uh, no so I yeah, and then the funniest thing that I got, was it actually you Jamie I, I, sorry, this is actually, I think he's lying this is hilarious I got two stories anyway I swear to God I got to this girl's house and I Basically, I, I was very drunk, so I passed out. And I woke up. In the, I woke up in the morning, and I was completely naked. And I was like, "Oh God, why am I naked?" Did we have anal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And I, she was sitting there, and she said to me, um, "She went, oh, hi, Jamie." And I went, "Hi." She and I went, "Oh God, why am I naked?" She went, "You got naked." I went, "Oh, did I?" <laughs> she said, "Yeah." And I went, "Okay, uh, whose house is this?" She said, "It's my house." And I went, "Okay." There was a knock at the door. I was like, "Who's that?" She's like, "It's my, my husband." Her mum. And I was oh. like. I was like, why is your mum here? He goes, oh, it's not, it's not mine, it's my parents' house. So I saw my boxes on the ground. I camel rolled out of bed and put my boxes on. <laughs> and, and the mum walks out. I started like being really super nice to her and things like this. Anyway, in like, your boxes? In my box. I was like, ha, 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 all this kind of stuff. They were looking at me weirdly. And I looked down and I made, they're white boxes and they were inside out and they're skid marks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not being serious. Oh, oh, my God. God. Are you joking? Oh, and I, and I you hit joking? the floor. I hit the floor and went, whoa, whoa. Jamie Lang, it, that is disgusting. When I say skid marks, it looked like I'd rubbed them and shit. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dead. I'm on the floor. Oh, no, that then, wasn't a long oh, relationship. What, yeah, then. then what happened was I came back to my villa <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I remembered all these messages I sent to Jess. Well, I didn't send them to my friends. I was like, why the hell did you send these messages? So I then <laughs> sent Jess a message saying, Jess, I'm so sorry. It was my buddies. Yeah. And, and she was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it was, was the vodka. And I went, left it. Anyway, came back. My friends had sent a message back to her saying, yeah, you got me. <laughs> back oh, to Jess again. I remember I was pulling into the gym and I was like, 
<laughs> um, you look really good in tennis whites. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, he's pissed. You were like, so was like, no, he, no, he was like, um, it, uh, it wasn't me. I was like, no, you're right. It was the vodka. And yeah. then he was like, you got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't write that. I yeah, was like, oh, he did. <laughs> I also yeah, wrote a message. On. I had just done an interview with Gerard Butler. And oh. and we had gone on quite well. And uh, they had sent a message to Gerard Butler, no. yeah, saying, "Hi, hi, Gerard. Do you want to go out on a big one? This is Sparta." To <laughs> 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 be fair, it's good banter. No, but no reply. It's just so embarrassing. Then no. after five sorry, it's my friends. <laughs> How old are we? Twelve? Like, God. Who? If you did, if you could choose three celebrities uh-huh. um, to go out for a drink with. Who would it be? Gerard's up there, I'm guessing. I don't know, Gerard. Do you know who would be up there? Oh, Paul, Paul sorry, Rudd. Sorry, Gerard. He's not that interested anymore. Oh, Paul Rudd would be hilarious. Man, Paul Rudd. He's yeah. kind of... Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, he'd be amazing. Have you watched his series? I, I keep going to watch it and I'm oh, not Oh, is this the one where he gets cloned? Yeah, he's like... um. The other me, or something. Yeah, yeah. I bet he, that's brilliant. He's, Why uh, him? Just because he is a honestly, he's a he's a legend. Like if you watch, there's something called Hot Wings, which is like a great YouTube video that's actually just done the interview. It's basically where they sit uh, with a celebrity guest and they eat hot wings, and the hot wings get hotter and hotter as they go on. It's really cool, and it sounds really epic. Can we bring and, in the wings, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good format, and um, he's on that. He's just done that one. Watch his interview. He is just a dude. He, really? I watched him on Jonathan really Ross. Actually, he's really yeah, funny. Man, he is and do you know what else? He doesn't age. No, no, he does. He looks not better age. actually. As he well. does. Yeah, but that's men. men get yeah, that is men. So that, do you know what? That is true. I think I've, I've got better. I with think it. I'm getting better. And better. I, I, do, do you know what? I think guys yeah. peak at like forty. Yeah, yeah, I, they I feel, do. I feel like they do, which is. Yeah. I kind of don't mind that though. Like I'm like, yeah, but I think women do as well. If you're a certain kind no, of woman, no, there are. Oh no, are you sure? Women go down. J Lo. Yeah, we're trying to reverse J Lo is not normal. She's not from this planet. Yeah, she's inhumane. But everything as you get old. Okay, firstly, I think guys. I think girls. Girls stay pretty. They stay beautiful, right? But I, I think mm. guys kind of age in a certain way where actually they do look better. But also, like so many things get better. I don't think I had like good sex until I was like twenty eight. Really? I, I don't think. Did you so. say that you're thirty now? Thirty, turning thirty one, November third. Yeah. Do you not think that like when you turn thirty, it might be different for boys? Actually, this is a really interesting question because yeah. we've explored this quite a lot. How when you turn thirty, you for me, you become so much more aware of who you are and less insecure and just like not bothered what people think. That's a lot of women say that. Yeah, it's, is it, it the same for guys or is it not? Okay, so I actually spoke about this the other day. This is so interesting. So I think basically from like the ages of 0 to 18, you're just trying to figure out like how to fit yourself in life mm. in terms of school and everything's kind of done for you. Then from the ages like, this is for me, ages for like 18 to like 20. 526 what happens is is that you are kind of leaving university you're figuring out like what you want to do for jobs and all those kind of yeah. things and you're kind of going what is my future going to yeah. be and you kind of figure out things that things get a bit serious so things get a bit serious then you find your job and what happens is you find your job and you find your kind of purpose I think or place in life slightly when you're probably 26 27 because you kind of go okay I kind of understand what I'm doing 28 now. was quite pinnacle 28 maybe around yeah. that time yeah. and yeah. that's when people in life start to do that some people start yeah. to drift that way and some yeah. people stay so there things like that uh, but I actually I weirdly I think that you're 30s for guys is the era for, to be most insecure. And that's really, yeah, I think so. Because is that because the pressure is on to know your shit at 30? Exactly. Yeah. And we looked at and women our, our, le- give less of a shit. Less of a shit. Less of a shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So interesting. And, and that's guys. Why the statistics for like mental health in men, it's like between the ages of 30 and 40, I think, isn't it? That men like totally. fall into that really, like, yeah, into that sort of like trap. I guess the pressure yeah, getting... is on them as well. I know it sounds silly, but obviously, like, kind of 
back in the day, it was always always the guy who was like the one who was the breadwinner and then the woman was at home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things have changed. But like, I feel like between 30 and 40, you should have your shit together if that's the case. That's it. But then if they haven't, then they're like, fuck, like I still am like kind of wonder, like... That's totally, and you yeah, know what? For a lot of guys, what happens is a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys that I know, every, people party pretty hard, and then also people get to a certain age of like 33, 34, and they've still partied, and they're saying, like, shit, now I've got to kind of settle down and actually do something, and that's when life comes a bit scary. And I think for guys in their 30s, is that point where you go, I meant to have my shit together. I meant to be knowing what I'm doing. And actually, finding your purpose in life is really hard. Probably all of us around this table, we were lucky enough to find out what we were good enough to do. Mm. But a lot of people in life don't have that opportunity yeah. because they have to go and work at the local Asda to yeah. pay for all of their stuff. Yeah. Do you feel lucky? Yeah. Do you feel like... Oh, you've... my God, yeah. yeah like I I was given an allowance. You know, yeah. I got my payment for my university. I was able to discover what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's why it was super lucky. Are you doing what you wanted to do? I, well, again, I don't really know. I think what I've always wanted to do was I've always wanted to do something that I, I, so I never understood. At school, I was really bad because I used to answer back, right? I used to hate <laughs> people telling me what to do. And so I was always been that person, like, why would I want to make someone else a success when you can just try and do it yourself? So I think just in life, for me, whatever I was doing, I just wanted to do it myself. So if whatever I'm doing, if I'm doing it myself, then I'm having a good time, I think. Yeah. But I don't really, I think no one really understands what the hell they're doing. No. It seems like, to be like I, treading water and just figuring out. Life no is so fucking scary and intense. It's scary, man. It fucking yeah. scares the shit out of me every day. And like last week I was having a bit of a wobble and I was like, my anxiety like was bad for the first time in a really long time. And I didn't, there was no explanation for it. And I was like, you do question everything. And then you're like, mm-hmm. but if I have children, then I'm going to be hurt if I die or if they die or if I, what, ridiculous things come into your head and we're getting really deep but like life is so fucking intense yeah I think that is just getting older isn't it like you realise how serious everything is and yeah like you say like your 20s up to your 30s really you can just kind of like wing it a bit and then well we're still winging it but we realise that the consequences are much more severe and serious don't we but also I also think we look at our parents when they were that age and we go well they had it together Yeah, but they totally didn't they totally didn't so I was always thinking what the meaning of life was, right? And then I went to my friend's wedding in Sao Paulo, a guy called Cosi. He's just the best guy in the world. And he married this Brazilian girl who's super cute and everything. We had this amazing wedding on the beach. And in his wedding speech, he turned to his wife, Lila, and said, Lila, when I first met you, um, we started a date and you took me to your house and we watched one of your movies that you made and your dad was there. And at the end of the movie, it said, what is the meaning of life? And you turned to your dad and said, Papa, what is the meaning of life? And he said, my daughter, the meaning of life is to love. And he said, I've just worked out on this day that that is totally true. The meaning of life is to love. And it's so true. When you're like 90 years old in your rocking chair or in your deathbed and looking back at your life, you're not going to care what car you drove, what house you had, what holidays you went. All you're going to care about is if you were a good husband, wife, friend, uh, partner, whatever it was. And if you've got them by your side. And if you've got them by your side. That's really all you're going to give a shit about, right? So if the meaning of life is all about love, what does that mean to you? Because you are you are known as a bit of a womanizer. <laughs> I don't think I'm a womanizer. You know that you are. No, are you I don't are. think I Mr. am. Mr. Charming Pants, but pretends to be really interesting. <laughs> listen, listen, there is nothing wrong with loving women. That's right? true. Yeah. Women are amazing. There's nothing wrong with loving them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, where have you ever been in love? 
I have. I actually did a podcast with a person called Elizabeth Day. It's called How to Fail. It's a great podcast. And she asked three failures. One of my failures was that I've never been able to hold down a romantic relationship. And, and it's always my fault. It's never someone else's fault. It's always my fault. Apart from when I was 16 years old and this girl broke up with me. And God, I was like, I'm going to... I can now know how people can murder people. Because <laughs> like, if I can't have you, no one can. Because <laughs> I was that... You know that you know that really cool thing where you beg? I did a lot of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to we've all been there. there. We've all been there. You oh, haven't yeah, been in been Oxford there. on a bridge, <laughs> on your hands and knees, crying on her grey plimsolls, and the teardrops <laughs> landing on her shoes. Oh, uh, wow! Yeah, that was a big moment. So, you know, it's finest. <laughs> yeah, I think. Do you know what I think? It is? I think also my issue was is that um, I was always a really nice, polite boy and like charming. But then I joined a TV show and. I thought I was famous for a bit and I thought I was super cool and yeah, all listen, these and there's nothing things. wrong with being yeah. early 20s and fucking around yeah. but on that note do you ever want to settle down do you want the fairy tale do you want marriage and do you want children and it's children? okay to say no no I totally want that so I think it's the most ultimate do you though oh my god apps. I think it's the most amazing thing how cool is that that in our lives we're going to find someone that we want to spend the rest of our life with that is like the coolest thing in yeah. the world and I would love that more than anything in this world and I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm close to finding that I think yeah. I think I've found it yeah my friend Sophie who I'm not my friend she's my girlfriend she's girlfriend <laughs> and, I and just, she's very cute very that, beautiful she's cute that you call great. her friend though because that means that you love her like that as well like oh, you, man, I, ultimately for me I think you should fall in love with your best friends Dude, I love her with my bones, right? Like, yeah. that's like, oh, like, that's dude, it's, but it's totally true. Where before, you know, I've she's super hot as well. She's just, but she just, she really is. She's just great. I think yeah. I've always. Thing is that you have like a blueprint in life, right? And we follow this blueprint where I always thought that I wanted like a girl who was or a woman who was this, 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 and this, and you go, that's what, and then you checklist. Yeah, you you hit I've that. Said, I've said this a hundred times. You hit this checklist, and you go. And, and it, you end up with something completely well not man. completely different but like a lot of things different and I've always said to you about a checklist Jess if you're checking off in your head the it's just not, not relevant right. yeah. when you meet the right person your checklist goes out the even, window yeah. it's all about the connection Jess, and what's the your way checklist yeah. oh, what's your checklist back in the day no, okay, what's my your check- checklist was <laughs> was your checklist <laughs> tall, dark, handsome really funny successful family man and um, dog. sexy Whose checklist doesn't look like that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just typical, isn't it? Everything that's like perfection on a list, but actually, my Everyone's checklist looks is... the same. At the end of the day, when totally. two human beings come together whose like, souls are meant to be together, that's, that's what I mean. That. It's not checklist attributes. goes out the window. It's not attributes in the end. It's not the fact that they're this, that's... But obviously, if they're funny, like, for me, that's everything. Yeah, same with me. And my partner is yeah. hilarious. And also, like, it's that well, you feeling find you them have. Funny. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, but it is. It's totally that, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you find them hilarious. Ultimately, I just think it's that person that you be your absolute self around and I haven't been that for a long time around all of my exes so oh did I know where you me to find that yeah. and it's amazing I think it's exactly I think also it's that where you just you're just a team right where you're just like that's yeah. my you're, homie you're just yes. like I oh, god I just yeah. what are you saying because I think that I've been in relationships where someone has said something about a person and I've kind of just accepted I'm like oh okay you think that if someone said something about my girlfriend I would go nuts yeah, I, yeah. I really would protect her to the end yeah. and I think that shows something and you know there's lots you know uh, 
she, I mean, she's dated hotter guys for sure. And I've probably dated, you know, people who were just in different in so many different ways. But in fact, we just come together in just like this perfect way. Mm, yeah. And she's pretty epic. Yeah. So how I, do you find being on the show together? Is it hard? I know you've been through this a few times, but <sighs> now is it a nightmare? Never easy. Well, I made a pact to myself that I would never date anyone that I met on a TV show. Right. I, when I first started the show, I, I made a promise and I never really did. I dated like a few people. I never went out with anyone. Anyone that I ever was my girlfriend, I would I met off camera and then would go hey you want to do a TV show and they would say no and I go come on and then they were doing a breakdown <laughs> yeah. it was terrible and um, <laughs> yeah and with Sophie I met her on this TV show she was friends of my ex girlfriends which is really good and um, <laughs> and I mean I, we know nothing about that <laughs> yeah. hey, we just went to South Africa we fell in love I'm not even kidding we honestly is that you, you fell in love South Africa yeah, yeah, who I doesn't I fall in love, in love in South Africa it's such Africa. a tricky subject the situation that you're in at the minute because I have just been following Made in Chelsea I love the show and I've, I've always called up on it even if I don't watch it when it's on and the, the situation you're in is like a typical kind of do you go there situation totally. but I feel like with you and Sophie if you find something really special and other people have been involved before but they've happily moved on and they're never going to be together then kind of what's the harm like I, I always say this I know to you don't hard, I you can't stop two people that want to be together why would you want to do that it's hard enough in life if two people have got a connection let them crack on with it yeah totally. especially if you're happy yourself do you know like there yeah, should be exactly. no bitterness there yeah it's if like... they're like still heartbroken over the person and you're his best friend then that's maybe different okay there was a slight bit of that um, <laughs> but also I don't know I don't think it was that but I think also that it's I don't still think anyone should have any ownership over anyone yeah it doesn't matter girl boy whatever I think that because imagine you guys like go on and get married and live happily ever after do you know what I mean like that would yeah. have been stopped by someone being a bit jealous yeah exactly. but, but okay fun how do you know when you're in love here we go how do we know oh, when... you Maybe know the lifelong Jess how many times have you been in love oh <sighs> I don't know. I'm... I think Jess thinks it's when you can poo in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I... Have, you, have you never pooed in front of them? No, I don't poo. I, I, unicorns and glitter like come out of me somewhere, but that's the most poo I ever do. Or at least talk about poo. Yeah, no, talk you about think, it. You think, like, be, opening, be open yeah. about pooing situations, then you're ready to... No, like, do you like know what? In love. Falling, for me, I don't know how many times I've been in love. I couldn't. I wouldn't like to say because I worry that I would... I, I think probably two or three times, but they weren't the right ones. Sure. Um, Have but, you been heartbroken? Oh, madly, it's yeah. It's the worst, isn't it? It's the worst fucking feeling in the world. Have you cried on someone's grey plimp soles? On, no. Oxford, on <laughs> Have you guys been heartbroken before? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been yeah, heartbroken so badly that really? I've uh, just not even been able to get up off my sofa, Horrible. eat. Just, it is the worst feeling. I actually wouldn't wish on my worst we enemy. We say this yeah, all the time, no, we, we wouldn't wish on our worst enemy. It's, it's the horrible. worst We need to do a podcast on heartbreak. Yeah, everyone yeah, keeps asking us and we're going to do one. Yeah, but we're going to do one. Yeah, I have been heartbroken and it's the worst feeling in the world, but I'm going to be honest and anyone that is listening that feels like they're going through it now, like for me, I'm so worse. happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm You so... never get over it. <laughs> you never, ever. It's going to be with you forever. You'll never get past it. Um, no, Settling. I'm going to say, like, I feel like, honestly, all these moments were to get to, were to lead me on the path I'm on now because I, I'm you so happy. You learn from everything in life. All yeah. your life experiences lead you to 
who you are, the point that you're at in your life now. But the person I'm yeah. with is like 100% meant for me. I know it. And I think like we were supposed to cross paths at this point in our life Dude, as well. Totally. It always happens that way. Can I go back to that pooing scenario? I, the, the, <laughs> do I don't not poo. Yet? I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I never, ever have pooed. Or, I don't poo. So that's just, you know, <laughs> given. This, never course, would in front of a guy. Now. Sorry was, to throw to you have in the, the discussion. Throw you in the shit. <laughs> I was with, so with my um, girlfriend, we were in bed together and I hadn't farted before in front of her. Right? Oh, God. And, oh, and I did that whole thing. We always have this discussion. I did that whole thing where I crept to the edge of the bed and, and lifted my bum cheek and it was one of those farts that went this and went, it went like, okay. like a loud, and like it was, a loud it was, airy Yeah, one. it was a midnight and she went, what was that? And I went, what was what? And she went, that noise, what was that noise? And I went, I don't know, it's midnight, what was what? And she went, exactly, who's sweeping leaves outside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's got their leaf blower out. Honestly, babe, what? who put Is their leaf blower saying? through the window? <laughs> you should have said, "Was I heard that bloody cheek? Shall I go out there?" I love what how you lift. Neighbourhood is this? I mean, in this podcast, you've told us that you have skid marks. <laughs> you lift your ass cheek to get a silent fart out, and you've <laughs> done doesn't? anal or something, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and in Chelsea, you have people sweeping the streets of leaves. <laughs> oh, We've all been speaking there. of wind um, and shit, that's not me that smells. That's her. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I can't smell. Kelly is currently patting Ottilie on the back. Oh, oh! <laughs> Ottilie! I love that you're using your baby as a prop. That's <laughs> how amazing is she though? She's four weeks. She gave birth, and it was a fucking long Dude, you birth. Look great, well done. Oh, this this woman, Jamie, she's been she's a, a saint through a whole pregnancy, and with this baby, she's so natural. She doesn't every cause a mother fuss. is a hero. She's honestly. not a worthy mum. She just cracks on. And also, that. like she's got the baby in here, not fussing one bit, and just getting on with the podcast. I mean, it's amazing. She you really. Is. I think that's the way to do it, then. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I find it a bit. Odd, I suppose, when people obsess. Yeah, that's not the way I like Just go yeah. for it, man. They're you cool. You want children. Yeah. Oh, dude, I want, I want, I want so many that I'm going to put them on a sleigh. Now. Yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> Honestly, that you can put them on a sleigh and they'll just drag you. Like, I want them. You're like, going to have them. like a herd of ten boys, so and they'll be many. the most competitive boys. Yeah, and you better fucking do this, boys. <laughs> and he'll be there, bloody keeping the score. Yeah, yeah. You better yeah. fucking do that. Do you, you want, you've come do you last want a big again. family? Do you want a big family? I think so. I think I just want that whole kind of. Unit. I think because I came from a divorced family and I was at boarding school and things that I really look for. My mum always says, when you find your team, you're going to be set. And it's totally true. When I have my team around me, like I'm mm. so loyal to my buddies. Like I love my friends more than anything. And I'm totally there. My, and my family, I'm super loyal. So when I find that in my family, Jesus, that would be, I, yeah. I, would, I would literally die for them. Oh, I, yeah. And I think that's the way to do it. And it's so cool. I can't wait for that to happen. In the end, like you said, everyone just wants love. Oh, yeah. man, it is. That's all it anyone makes, cares about. It makes the, the world go around. It really does. It's like, does. you know, when like people have. Um, every, every, all the money in the world they have the best career in the world they're so successful and they have everything they could ever wish for 10 Ferraris on the drive if they don't have the person that they love and just want to be with forever next to them then it doesn't mean anything so there's a really interesting thing that uh, and I said this on another podcast but Socrates said it right and this is, sounds like I'm super clever but I'm not um, Socrates said there are two levels of happiness the lower level and the higher level the lower level is wealth power popularity all those things and when you obtain that you actually don't understand why you're not content you're not happy and actually, the higher level is the most important thing. The higher level is empathy, loyalty, purpose, respect, uh, family, all those things. And when you obtain that, you realize that you're completely content. That's why charity workers, monks, all these people are just the most happy people because yeah. actually they don't need the materialistic things. Yeah. You know, I've dated lots of different people who are incredibly wealthy and they're not happy uh, because yeah. it doesn't 
bring you anything. It really no. doesn't. And people think that success is about being cash rich. But it is Absolutely hard not, not to get dragged into that. Totally, of course. Isn't it? Like it's really yeah, 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 yeah. To... But you can be sitting in the most beautiful house. Like we've all had moments, I'm sure, when we're sitting at home and I'm sure we've all got lovely homes and whatever else. And you can have like everything's going well in your career. But actually, if it's not in your personal life or you're not. You that's got, it. You're like, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't give a shit about the fact that I just got the job that's going to make my career. Like that's yeah. anything. I'm just. Just, yeah. Do you know, they, they say that um, if you earn 70,000 euros a year, that's the happiest you can be. Really? But, yeah, the perfect it, kind of balance? The perfect balance. Anything more, you, you, it's a bit more trouble. Anything less, really? you want more. That's yeah, so 70,000 70, euros. So it's like 62,000 pounds or something. And so that's the thing. So you don't actually... And that's because you can just pay for things. You can do it. You can be totally happy. And just people just... Book, it's comfortable, greedy. but it's not like you can... I always say, like, you know, like, I'm going to say the Kardashians, for instance, they can probably buy whatever they want or whoever. If Or... or even bigger than that, if you can have whatever you want when you want, where are you ever going to find the happiness? Because it's like, no. I can have five Fendi bags and three Hermes and they're worth 60 grand each. Yeah. Like, Well, we all go to sleep the same way at the end of the night. Like, well, no, we but all... it's like, if, if, if you have got if you can have 10 Hermes bags, for instance, because they're 20, 30 grand each, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What are you ever striving for? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. point. Like, and then what the point that happens is that you suddenly go, what is your purpose? Because, and, and it's so important. Being a mum, right, that is a total purpose. Go, being able to go to the gym and do that, that's a purpose. But some people just don't have a purpose and that's where they become stressed or anxious or worried because they don't. There's a really interesting lecture called, uh, God, I sound really intelligent. I don't know why. Uh, I'm really not. Quoting loads of things. Honestly, it's, it's the crowd that you're with. <laughs> it's really not. I just don't know why they keep pointing around. There's a lecture called Why Zebras Don't Have Ulcers, right? And it's all about the fact that in the animal kingdom, if the zebra's at the watering hole and it gets chased by the lioness and it runs away it'll, and it escapes, the adrenaline will be high, but it'll go back to the same watering hole and won't even think about what happened. As humans, the reason why we're anxious is we imagine something that's going to happen. That's Always. Not we're imagining these things because we can't live in the present. We overthink. Animals live in the present. They don't care. That's why they don't yeah. get ulcers. So true. And if they live in the past, you're depressed because you can't change it. The future's for anxiety. You have to live in the present. And that's where you just go, right, today's this day. Let's but go it's first. easy to say all this, but then actually yeah, adapting it is a fucking different story. So you, you are such a positive energy. Like, <laughs> on screen, I've always thought that for you. Honestly, I've loved the show for so many years. I've loved watching you. That is so And kind. even in this room, you are such a positive energy. Do you ever have any down days? I was literally I about know. to say, what do you do to actually chill? Well, well my thing is that, so my biggest issue is that I I don't have like that off switch right so I constantly have to keep pushing myself and doing different things and trying to achieve and 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 but for what and actually it's to the detriment of lots of things so like I you know broken down relationships that are great I've dated loads of girls who are just amazing and I've just ruined them for different things and so I have lots of my flaws but actually I'm I'm sort of always an advocate I do therapy once a week because oh, I think it's, yeah and, and I think for anyone out there who can afford it or they can get it in, in the NHS everyone or they, can benefit anyone can yeah. benefit definitely just because it freaking hell it's like the, it's just that self-awareness right it's yeah. because I was honestly an asshole for, for I, my priorities were totally out. I didn't spend Christmas with my mum for like two years because I wanted to go to Barbados and I didn't understand why my mum cared mm. and I and then what happened was I turned 26, 27 and I remember I was going to go and film in the south of France for Maine Chelsea and I remember being at home and thinking, God, who do I phone? Because all my friends that I actually have been hanging out with are all partying all the time and I'm not really that close with them. And all my other friends are thinking I'm a bit of a dick and my family aren't really there. So I had to kind of had a real change in life. And I started going what to age therapy. Was that sort About of... 26, yeah. yeah. But it was just a hedonistic lifestyle. I was yeah. paid a lot of money to go to these clubs and I was spending loads of money and mm. drinking lots. And I suddenly realized that actually it wasn't the best way to be. And actually being kind and thoughtful and actually doing something good is actually the best more rewarding live. yeah totally 
I had to kind of work that out the hard way. So I get it, it's wow. money as well, isn't it? That can kind of, yeah, it can be quite detrimental. Man, I if think. You're, in your young, tw- I feel sorry for these people who are actually famous, where they are yeah, like, I, like I literally like Justin wow. Bieber and Jesus, man. How like, do they live? Like even going to the shops and things. Yeah, they can't do anything. Do you feel like fame has enhanced or diluted any of your personality traits? Or do you feel like you're exactly the same before you went on the show and after? God, do you know what's so funny? I I spoke about this the other day with someone. Um, Weirdly, I think that I've been quite an insecure guy. I think think guys and girls are all insecure in certain ways. But insecure, but I think what happened was is that doing a TV show, it masked it because I got a false validation from everyone. Which goes, oh my God, they're on a TV show. So they must. But then what happens is that disappears and then you're just actually left back to... And then it's quite hard to readjust yeah. yourself because you suddenly go, actually, wait, shit, I am still insecure and and I'm worried about things. And so then you have to sort of rebuild yourself because all of that stuff, that validation you're having was completely false. Yeah. Jess, I would say you yours was diluted a little bit at the start, weren't they, while you found your feet? Um, yeah, I think you my, held back a little bit. Didn't I, you, I think, at the start? I, I think uh, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I, but I don't think that was just because of being on a show. I think I had come out of a really shit, slightly abusive relationship and unfortunately that affected things but now I'm totally me again and I think that it took me to get to about 28, 29 and then I I left home and moved into my place until until the last two years when I found myself again yeah um can i say this that every single time because we've known each other over the years yeah and every single time because we we've met lots of different people but every single time we've always gone on super well and you've always just been a freaking Great person, I've always. Oh, no, but I think, but, but I think that just. Yeah. Comes, I think everyone thinks that as well. Oh, so thank think, you. Because it's, it's so important in this industry. We like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true because I think in this in the industry, like especially coming from sort of reality, do you, everyone's a bit hungry and a bit like it's all about what can I a bit uh, out to get. You yeah, and especially I think especially now, it, like yeah, doggy, reality dog TV has come on so much, and like early days, you were like we always say, you were at it, you were in it at really early stages, but yeah. now people get into it for so many different reasons don't they like well, yeah. cuz you did it cuz it was just a bit of fun right yeah well if i'm honest i thought i was going to be like this massive singer in a girl band and i was like this is the best platform for us ever we're going to do it we're going to get a record deal blah 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 went on it and obviously that didn't happen for the band i got it on my own eventually but it yeah like and then obviously that escalated and since then i've i mean i'd never turned back time i've had the most amazing 10 years totally. and have done so fucking well off of it. I'm so mm. grateful. But um yeah, no, I definitely am more me than I ever have been. And um yeah, I think you have to remain really, really humble in this industry and just be yourself. And ultimately the nice people always win. Absolutely. Like, I totally yeah, think that's that. what I'll say. For I think sure. that reality shows as well. It's always like the most down to earth person that wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jamie, just very quickly, candy kittens. Yeah. Three yeah, words. We've not even three spoke. words that made that business a success. Yes. Um Me, me, and me. Yeah, me, <laughs> me, and motherfucking me. <laughs> that's four. Um what, uh three words uh would be well, this is one word. I'm gonna, uh, hard work. Yeah. Team. Yep. And persistency. What kept your drive? Because obviously you said you grew up with a Just, really privileged lifestyle. What yeah. was it that kept but, you but, driven? But weirdly, with kind of games, we I wasn't given any money. My parents gave me nothing to start it because they would. And I, I'm to be honest, my, my parents don't have money that grows on trees. All this like McVitie's fortune. I don't know where that fortune is. Um, <laughs> I want to find it. I'm hoping then, to yeah, see yeah, it one yeah, day. Yeah, but yeah, you know. What the hell is that? Um, it was. What was? Uh, do you know what? My brother used to tell me stories of Jamie and Sweet World when I was a kid because I was scared of the dark, and my parents were never there, so I was always scared of the dark. And he used to tell me these stories. 
make me fall asleep. So I had this whole like image in my head of Jamie and Sweet World, but sweets that didn't damage your teeth. Oh. And so then growing up, I was always like, well, I want to create this world. And I've always, it goes back to that same thing where I've always thought, some of these people, used, teachers used to say to me that this is the way to do it. And I used to go, but why? Why is your way the right way? And then someone told me this, right, which is so important. And this piece of advice is great. Firstly, you need to know your destination, work back from that, know where you're going. But second thing is, if you never follow logic, if you follow, if you're parking a car or flying a plane or driving a boat, follow logic because it gets you back in the same place yeah. as everybody. It's a place where you want to be safe and sound. But if you're starting a brand, a business, a podcast, whatever it is, don't follow logic because it gets you back in the same place as everybody else, a place where you don't yeah. want to be saturated. So place. true. So, so wise words. So like... we always went through something different. People said you have to have a price point for sweets for one pound. We made it three pounds. They said you have to do it with farm animals. We made it kind of sexy and cool. We made it gluten-free. We made it different flavors. Mm. And we just said, well, we're going to do it completely different because if we do it the same as everybody else, then what's different about our product? Yeah. And now that's what everyone is doing. So yeah. if you, I think the biggest piece of advice is, firstly, you're normally right. Your gut's right. Go for that. Secondly, mm. um, don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the crowd. Mm, yeah. yeah. Why fit in when born to stand out? Freaking go for it, mofos. Yeah. Well, we love your sweets. <laughs> yeah. Here, I've got here. them regularly on a Saturday night. I'm going to send you loads. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank yeah, you, you, you never sent me any. Um, hey, we good. love them. If you guys come on my podcast, Private Parts, Yay. if you come and do that... We'll then, get loads of candy cake. Yeah, you'll get loads of candy cake. Will you come on my podcast? 100%. We That'd would love it. Anything to be you. around your positive energy once again, Jamie. Thanks, guys. And I appreciate just it. to finish off on one golden life rule from you, Jamie Lang. Uh, be nice to everyone on the way out because you never know who you meet on the way down. Yeah, man. Boom, Amen. mic drop. Then. Drop the mic, honey. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jamie Lang. You have yes. been a pleasure and amazing and very entertaining. And yes, we love you. Thanks, yeah. We love you Thank and you just so good marks. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, caked. Caked in it. <laughs> oh, my God. See you next time. Bye. Bye.